0: KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me is veteran dancer Lillian Colon, and we're going to talk about how she became the first Latina Radio City music called Rockette, how she's performing, she performed in the Heights, and a lot more. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm a little jealous. You're in New York, my favorite city. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and I'm jealous of California, (laughs) the beautiful weather. Uh, I, w- I was asking you, how how were you through the pandemic? Because I know things were really rough in Manhattan.
1: They were. We, um, we hunkered down, and uh, my daughter was home from college, so that was good. Yeah. Um, so we cooked a lot. I also did a lot of walking down the uh, West Side Highway. Um, okay. I tried to do six miles a day and keep myself uh, going since I didn't have my dance classes to go to.
0: Did you dance down the street? I know nobody there. There was nobody there. That's why I went out. Since nobody was there. I figured I think I'm safe. Absolutely. Um, So you pretty much just hunkered down in the city. It was probably really like it's sometimes a little bit of a ghost town in some parts. Right. It totally was. To see Broadway,
1: like I would go maybe to some doctor's appointments here and there, not a lot, Mm -hmm. and to see Broadway, 7th Avenue, all empty, nobody Mm -hmm. there. It
0: was really um, something I've never seen before. Yeah, I don't think we'd ever see it again. I mean, that's just crazy. I hope not. I hope we don't.
1: Um, It was sad to see all the, the Broadway shows all boarded up and stuff. So,
0: yeah. But now we're back, so. Good. Good. Well, I can't wait to come back to New York. I've got to make a trip at some point soon, so. Yes. Let's dive into your backstory, because I've, I've read some articles about you. You were performing with um, Ricky Martin when he was 12 years old, and Manuno, and just all these different things. When did you first have this love of dance? I was
1: about 12 years old. And um, I was in an orphanage at the time, and they brought in a teacher once every two weeks to, to teach us dance class. So it really wasn't a lot of dance, but um, I was hooked from that very first day. And um, I decided I was going to audition for the High School of Performing Arts. And I really didn't have any training, but um, I thought, I'm going to try it. Why not? I didn't want to go anywhere else. And therefore I, I went, I auditioned, I got in. I was like, okay, this is the first, of mm-hmm. uh, I hope a long career. And it ended up being a long career. Amazing. And, and what happened when you were done with school? Um, after school, I went on and I did, um, no, no, Nanette.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there was a tap show and I didn't have any tap shoes and I didn't know how to tap. Oh, come but on. I took, you didn't I, know how I, to I tap? Did, <laughs> no, because in performing arts, we didn't have tap lessons at all so um i figured okay here we go i'm going to try this again I <laughs> and you. i went in and um it was in the newspaper it was in the daily news so it wasn't in the trade papers okay. so only five dancers showed up and they asked me uh for a tap combination i was like uh-oh and then they went where are your tap shoes in and i said um shoemaker <laughs> i said well you're gonna have to work a little hard dearie and i thought i'll work as hard as you want it's okay and so therefore um, uh, I got the job. They only needed one person. Amazing. And um, and
0: then from there, that set me on my career. Yeah. You you don't seem to say no to things. You just accept it and go for it and work really hard, it seems. Yeah. I figure if you
1: don't show up, you, you're guaranteed you're not going to get it. That's true. So I thought maybe if I show up, there's a possibility I would get it. Yes. So uh, that was always
0: been my motto. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, tell me a little bit your journey from there, because, you know, you're in in the, in the heist, which is incredible. Congratulations. Thanks, you, thank you. You didn't think you were going to get that.
1: No, I didn't. It was an audition in, um, on Actors Access mm-hmm. uh, for 20 to 65 year olds. So I figured, well, I'm in that category. Why not go? Mm-hmm. And um, nobody believed that I would do that. And I thought there was going to be a lot of people my age going in. And I walked into the audition and there was nobody my age. Everybody was in their 20s. And, um, and then they paired us up and nobody really would pair with me because they wanted to pair with the 20-year-old. You know, so <laughs> I just sat there and I waited. And then somebody walked in the room and then they asked, um, they asked him to dance with me. And he passed right by me to the girl behind me. <laughs> uh the young another 20 year old yeah. and um and then finally at the very very last second somebody came in and didn't have a partner okay. and he happened to be one of the best dancers actually there um so I got lucky on that and we we did a couple of combinations we did two or I did two auditions with them mm-hmm. and um and then they lined us up and they asked us each of us um what have we done before? What was our resume? And um, I kind of waited till the last one. And then they got to me and they said, so Lil, well, uh, what have you done? And I kind of rattled off a few and I held on to the the first Latina Raquette. And then at the last moment I said, okay, I'm the first Latina Raquette. And the place went crazy. Of course, I (laughs) killed, of course. I was like, I was really surprised. Um, They were clapping and screaming. And I was like, and they kept, everybody kept coming over to me. You know, I want to be like you when I grow up. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) It was, it was, you know, I felt like any one of them, you know, auditioning and Mm -hmm. trying to do the same thing that they were doing, you know. Amazing.
0: And it took time to hear back,
1: didn't it? Right. It took until April. Okay, we we did that like the later latter part of um, like November, December, Mm -hmm. and then April, they finally called which I assumed I didn't get it at that point. And we
0: went in for a couple of rehearsals and we started filming in June. Amazing. What was that process like the whole filming process.
1: It you know it was exhilarating to be you know with you know next to Lin-Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. and John Chu who's amazing and Christopher Scott and and a, just an enormous amount of wonderful dancers, uh, loving kind to be in the Latin culture was beautiful. Yeah, it was just inspiring, and um, and that helped get through all the dance uh, combinations because they were hard. They didn't have any pity on me. I thought maybe I would be like. The old lady over there doing something different but I wasn't I was like I was right in there with all of them. I said I asked the choreographer do you want me to do that and he goes yes and I said oh okay I mean I knew I could do it yes. but I wasn't I thought I was maybe in the wrong place I thought maybe they wanted me somewhere else and uh he says no Lil we want you to do all of that I went Okay. Okay. So, um, fourteen hours of shooting on melting asphalt and ninety-degree weather, doing double pirouettes and kicks and crazy.
0: (laughs) In a pandemic, I mean, how did they make this happen in the pandemic? No, this was the year before. Oh, the twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, it was the year before. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. It was supposed to. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Right, and so then they waited a year and held it to this year.
0: So incredible. So that was, was like always, right before New York really shut down. Correct. Correct. And right after that, yeah, it was perfect timing. Yeah,
1: um, And they, they got it out when they wanted to, you know, to release it. So it worked out good for them, I think.
0: How does it feel when you see this on the screen now? Uh,
1: it, I can't believe I did it. Um, I would do it again in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the music carries you through. Mm -hmm. that culture carried me through that, uh, you know, the smell of the Spanish food out in the streets because it was up in Washington Heights. And I just felt at home. I felt comfortable. Um, So it was exciting for me and helped me get through it all.
0: That's beautiful. So uplifting.
1: Yes, yes, definitely.
0: And uh, what do you have going on now? Are you taking a little break or things really amping up for you?
1: Um, I'm hoping that everything starts to amp up. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Um, I'm, I just finished my one woman show in, um in Queens, I did a, um, I did three weeks there um, and I'm finishing my book. I saw my that. Book, my book should be done any, any moment now, please.
0: You come back and so, the show when it's, when it's out, please. Um, oh, I sure oh, will. I hope so. Okay. I saw your book. Um, oh, you did! Thank you. Get, get the funk out,
1: nice Simon and Schuster, very nice.
0: <laughs> uh, so, tell me uh, when you decided to write your book. I decided once I,
1: I stopped working as a raquette. and I thought, well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. How do I give back? Because I wanted to give back, and I didn't. I wasn't sure how to do that. And someone said to me, "Why don't you write your story?" And I was, and I had been writing it but it's so emotional that I, I kept putting it away and saying, nobody wants to hear this story. So, um, so I finally am. And to the end of it, the end, it took me over 20 years to uh, figure it all out and um, be able to tell it. And I also tell it on stage because I figured I can tell it better through song and dance than just telling it. Sure. So.
0: Was it emotional because there were a lot of hurdles in your life, things that happened?
1: Correct. Yeah, because there's a yeah. lot of hurdles and things that, you know, I really didn't think about once I left the orphanage. I just lived my life yeah. um, and anything outside of the orphanage was icing on the cake. So I was very happy yeah. with my life. So I just continued to move forward and um, didn't never thought of myself as having a story. It was just my life. Um, and then I thought, okay, let me write this down. If I can help one
0: child, um, it, that would make it for me. So do you consider yourself a resilient person? I, think. Yes, I'm, yeah, yeah,
1: I'm, pr- I'm, pretty resilient. I mean, you know, you do have moments, of course, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you're never strong all the time. Right. Um, but I kept, I
0: just keep saying I have to keep pushing forward. Otherwise, what do you have left if you don't push forward? Yeah, where does that come from? Because I feel like when you push forward, it gives you purpose and meaning and a little lift in your step to get out of bed in the morning. Absolutely.
1: And when you see uh, that you've conquered hurdles... you. you you say, Oh, wait a minute. So let me keep going. See, maybe I can conquer this one. Maybe I can go for that one. And, um, and I just keep pushing myself and challenging myself to, um, to be the best that I could be, because that's all I can offer. I can offer by being the best I can be by teaching by example. That's wonderful. Have
0: you ever taught uh, dance lessons?
1: I do. I teach. I've been teaching for over 30 years. Um, I I teach in the in health club in my building.
0: Oh, cool.
1: um, I've taught there over you know 20 years. So uh, I constantly am teaching and perfecting my dance. That's wonderful.
0: Are you on the uh, Upper East Side, Lower East Side? What, I'm okay. in Midtown, actually. Midtown. I'm, in, oh, right. I'm, in, I'm just west of Times Square. Okay. What an exciting area to live in. Yes. My husband's a stagehand, so it kind of works for us. Okay. <laughs> When I lived in Manhattan, I remember we drove through. I was really little, and it was to me it was gross. I mean, but Times Square was gross. That's my impression. Yes. But boy, has it changed?
1: Yes, it has changed. Uh, it's a little Disneylandish on Forty Second yeah. Street now. Yeah. But um, you know those lights. Once those lights go on, it, mm-hmm. there's just nothing like it. You oh, know, wow. I I leave and I I go pick up my daughter at college, and I and I
0: come back and I. And I'm really happy at home here in New York. That's wonderful. Any advice you would give to people that are feeling lonely, socially isolated during the pandemic? My show is called Get the Funk Out. So I I always ask my guests, if you have any advice for people that are down, I mean, you have a lot of interest. I, you know, it's not
1: easy. It it, it is not easy to stay focused and um, to push ahead, but, there's no other choice really. I mean, if you, if you don't, then what do you have? You really are not, you don't have anything. Yeah. So you're, I, you have to be able to push forward. You have to be able to find that strength within you. I, you know, I find my passion is dance. So that inspires me to get up every morning and go do it. So um, it's a long journey. It's not, it doesn't stop after a year or two years. It's, it's a continued journey. And um, I, I, I'm gonna, not going to stop until, um, until it's over, <laughs> until it's over. And, uh, it'll never be over until I just, until I'm dead. So, yeah. um, I would, um, you know, it's lots of people get into this business and think that, you know, they're going to become stars or whatever in a year or two, but, um, I don't think that's the case. I think you have to keep it reinventing yourself and figuring out what the next step is and, um, find your passion find your passion. And I think that will lead you to where you should go.
0: Yes. And sometimes I think taking a break, if you're feeling kind of burnt out, you can always come back to it. Maybe you have a different lens when you come back. Um, Do have an interesting life, you know, where you do other things.
1: Absolutely. Um, I take one step every day. Now, if that meant, that day I'm tired and I need to rest, then I rest that day. And that, for me, is one step forward. So everything that I do every day is one, at least one thing, whatever that is, um, sleep, rest, eat, you know, exercise. And, you know, I try to exercise every single day. Um, so I try to keep myself moving forward and, and try not to get discouraged you know, because sometimes, of course, you want it right now. You, everybody yeah. wants everything right now. But mm-hmm. um, if you keep
0: one step moving forward, I think you'll get there. And you were telling me you walk a lot. So do, is that, that your exercise? Um, you walk and you dance every day. Correct. I try to do
1: six miles every day of walking, mm-hmm. and I try to i I try to teach twice a week, and I take my own classes once or twice a week. So I keep um,
0: I keep in it. <laughs> dancing, dancing, I love it. Well, I want to thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like listeners to know about you? Um,
1: Show up. Show up, everybody. You got to show up. You know, if you don't show up, you have nothing. So at least show up and and find your passion. Find that love inside of you and inside your soul that burns your soul up to get moving every day. Definitely. And where can people find out more about you? um li- at lilyandcolong.com that's uh my facebook and at instagram at Colong l-i-l-l-y colong j at instagram and twitter at lilycolong 101
0: and your book comes out when
1: hopefully at the end of this month oh yeah i'm hoping i'm okay. hoping i'm
0: hoping <laughs> Do you have a title yet you can share with us or not yet
1: it's lily so i was called lily before i went to the orphanage And then I became Lillian. (laughs) Um, So uh, I decided to have Lily's story. And it's easier for me to tell when it's Lily's story. I think that's beautiful. Well,
0: congratulations on everything. And I look forward to having you back on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.